Holy Thursday has traditionally been a special Mass for priests because we celebrate on this night the institution of the ministerial priesthood. Jesus ordains his apostles as the first priests at the Last Supper. So given that this is my first Holy Thursday as a priest, I'd like you to just be patient with me as I meditate a bit on the great mystery of the Catholic priesthood. I think in doing this, I would like to just focus in on one line from our gospel that John says so beautifully of Jesus that he loved his own who were in the world and he loved them to the end. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster, so I apologize in advance. The mission of the priest is to be an altar Christus, another Christ in the world. I think in doing that, we model our lives after Christ in every way. And I mean, even down to the simplest thing, you know, why do we wear just simple black clerics every day? I think for me, it kind of rescues me from the kind of worldly style that we're striving so much for, something which I really struggled with before becoming a priest and just vanity in general. Yet it also forces on us a public image, a 24-7 ministry whenever we're out in the world. I want to tell a quick story about kind of how my just wearing clerics allowed me to love someone in a really special way. I was walking into a gas station late one night, kind of on my way out of Helena back to Butte. And uh, I've been driving for a long time, and it was really cold, and I was pretty tired. Now, as I was walking in, this guy from across the parking lot uh, calls out, Hey, you, are you a holy man? And I was like, giving me too much credit, man. But I knew what he meant which by that, so I went over and started talking to him. And he asked if I could spare anything, and I'm a millennial, so I never carried cash around, so I didn't have enough. But we started to talk just about life and told me a little bit of his story. He'd been traveling around the whole U.S. since he was 14 years old. He left his home then. And he'd seen a lot of the country and met a lot of amazing people. But he missed one thing in particular about this kind of traveling life. And that was that there was no one to pray with. That it was simple enough that there was no one to share his faith with. No one to talk about the things that mattered most in life. All the biggest questions that we all have. And at that point, there was nothing else to do but to pray with this guy, because that was obviously what he was asking. So we prayed, and afterward, he just looked at me and said, I love you, man. And I I just responded in the only non-awkward way, which was, I love you too, man. (laughs) And miraculously, I meant it. You know, and and how is that possible? Because that's the mission of the priest, to bring... Christ to everyone he meets. And that's just not pa- possible on, on the natural level. It wasn't me, Kirby Longo, who this guy loved, except insofar as I reminded him that God loves him deeply and perfectly, and that he's not forgotten and alone in this world. And it wasn't me who loved him. I didn't even know the guy. But I could love him really and truly, Because Jesus Christ knows that man. And in that moment, he was somehow working through me. And as I enter in more and more to the kind of just day-to-day life of the priest, I realize the great gift and and, uh, risk of the Catholic priesthood. And I realized it on some level all along, but I think it came to the forefront of my mind, actually, when I was in the checkout line at a convenience store, 
And I was standing there, and the cashier kind of did a double take, and, and then asked if I was a Catholic priest, and I said, yes, and then the classic kind of like, so you're not married? The question came up. And I said, nope, I'm a celibate. And she just answered, so you're alone then? Man, that's rough. And I answered, actually, I spend the majority of my day in front of huge groups of people, and the introvert in me would actually appreciate some alone time, but... I was moved by the question and just kind of the sadness in, the, in her voice. So I took it to prayer. And I realized that, that the great leap of faith in the priesthood is this. When we're ordained, we're taken up into the priesthood of Jesus Christ. It's not just us. It's, it's the priesthood of Jesus. And along with that, of course, comes all the, the deep and profound love that we experience from everyone in the church who loves Christ and the church. Yet also, what must come with that is the rejection of those who rejected Christ. All of us as Christians are called to take up our cross in a particular way, in which only we can do it. Yet that cross comes with rejection and scorn. That's why Jesus was on the cross. Yet the priest is called into Christ's victimhood in a particular way. In order that we can enter into solidarity with the poorest of people, the most rejected in this world, that's who we're called to be with. That's who Christ spent his life with. Yet it will always be a temptation for any of us as Christians, but in particular for the priest, to retreat from that pain into some worldly pleasure, or solace in general. Celibacy forces upon us a vulnerability. You see, a great and powerful part of marriage, a part of that mission, is that no matter what happens out in the world, no matter what happens out there, no matter what kind of rejection you face, no matter how bad things get, There's one person in this world that loves you unconditionally, your spouse. There's one person that will always be there for you. In sickness and in health, for richer or for poorer. Yet how many people in this world don't have the luxury of that life? The luxury of spousal love, this great and powerful love. Uh, Many, too many. And even more ought to have it, but they're estranged from the one who vowed to love them. As a priest, we're called to suffer with all those who are lonely. Yet not only to suffer with them, but to point them to the only one who can love them perfectly, the only one in this world who can give them that perfect love after which we all seek. Another of the great mysteries of the priesthood that I love is our call to to serve Christ in obscurity. How many great priests have come out of Butte over the years? Hundreds, maybe thousands of faithful men who have given up their life to serve the church. Yet how many do we remember? I remember more than we should because Father Haffey is a great goldmine of stories of all the great characters in Butte from this generation and past. And of all the stories he tells me, I will remember a portion. And when he's gone, I will continue to tell those stories that I remember. And when I'm gone, those stories will probably go with me because I'm not as good of a storyteller as Father Haffey, and they will all be forgotten, unfortunately. <laughs> Yet, that is the point. Uh, we're called in this life into the life of John the Baptist, who tells his disciples, I must decrease and he must increase. Or of St. Joseph, who never spoke a single word in the Gospels, um, who died in obscurity. Yet, what a gift to be given a mission so simple yet also so beyond our natural means. Um, 
to work for the salvation of souls. In my first days of seminary, um, my formator, the good and holy man, Father Jim Thermos, asked us at one of our first Masses, what greater gift is there in this world than to arrive at the gates of heaven and look upon the face of Jesus and say, Lord, I have not come alone. Look at all those I have brought with me. All those who you entrusted to me, the unworthy man to preach to, to baptize, to forgive, and to love until the end. So, trust me, after eight months of being a priest, which I'm just a rookie still, I realize how incredibly unworthy I am of this vocation. Sometimes I just sit in prayer confused at how I got here. I wasn't even a Catholic ten years ago, and I'm a priest now. And this night, uh, I just call you to meditate on all of our calls that, that Christ calls us to anyways, even though we're unworthy. To enter into the joy of the great and mysterious gift of the Christian life. But more so, in, as we begin this great triduum, we look to the one who gives all gifts, and that is Jesus Christ. We all belong to Christ. We are his beloved. And we know that he loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. Believe these words. Believe that Jesus loves you to the end and continues to call you to this great mission full of joy. Amen.